What's going on? You're listening to King Cam and Jubei's podcast and Jubei Me's message. And today's message is Nahum and Nineveh. Nahum and Nineveh. Check it out. Verse 4 through 6, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Amen. Amen. And then jump down to chapter 8. Nahum, chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. And 8. It said, the chariots race recklessly along the streets and rush wildly through the squares. Mm -hmm. They flash like firelight and move as swiftly as lightning. Yes. The king shouts to his officers. They stumble in their haste. Rushing to the walls to set up the defenses. The river gates have been torn open. Right. The palace is about to collapse. My God. Verse 6 once again. The river gates have been torn open. Mm -hmm. The palace is about to collapse. Verse 8. Nineveh is like a leaking water reservoir. The people are slipping away. Stop, stop. Someone shouts. But no one even looks back. Amen. 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 You may be seated. The main verse of this whole thing is verse 6. The river gates have been torn open and the palace is about to collapse. King James says the palace is dissolved. Uh, the talk for this text is Nineveh as, as Nahum and Nineveh. Amen. Let's all say it together. Nahum, Nahum. and Nineveh. Amen. Amen. Nahum in Hebrew means comforted by God. Uh, he has given the final word to the city of Nineveh. In so many words, judgment has come to Nineveh. This is a hundred years or so after the prophet Jonah. Remember the story of Jonah and the whale. This disobedient prophet came and obeyed God and now he has come to Nineveh. Now we have Nahum and Nineveh. So after Jonah, uh, they did fine and repented. But then a few years later, they backslid. In came Hezekiah preaching his heart out to Nineveh and they still did the same thing. So we have Nahum and Nineveh. Oh, but after a while, they went back into sin, fell back into idolatry, fell back down into pride, fell back to weakness, uh, to weaknesses, to wickedness. They fell back and they thought everything was all right. They fell back to the thing that was comfortable for them. Proverbs 16:25. There's a way that seems right unto a man, right. but the end of is death. So we have Nahum preaching to Nineveh. A lot of people out here today are like Nineveh. They fall back, or should I say backslid, because by faith they never slid forward in the first place. Yeah, so judgment has come to Nineveh. We had Jonah preaching to Nineveh. We had Hezekiah a few years later preached to Nineveh. Now, a hundred years after that, we have Nahum. He said, destruction is about to come because you have not repented. And after the word is brought forth, in our text, God is about to judge them people. We have to understand, after the word is brought forth, here comes judgment. We have to realize, after the gospel call has been called on your life, here comes a trial. After judgment, here comes the real deal. And judgment starts at the house of God. I believe the Bible tells me, What's the point 
it. Y'all thought it was one of them chain-breaking sermons. We'll get to that in a minute. But judgment starts with the heart, and it starts with us, and it starts with the church. In the book of Daniel, when Daniel was done all that preaching, in chapter 12, he said, I'll look out in the dust of the field. Then men rose from their graves. Some rose to everlasting life, and others rose to everlasting contempt. So after the word is judgment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nehum and Nineveh. If we keep on hearing the word and not doing anything, if we keep on sitting and getting, if we keep on not responding to his call, keep on shaking and faking in church, keep on not responding to him, being unchanged and unrepentant, God will send judgment on us. Judgment on our finances. Judgment on our families. Judgment in our homes. Judgment in our lives. How many people here understand that like Nineveh, this was not an isolated situation. Babylon fell. Sodom and Gomorrah fell. And if you don't repent or respond, God will judge your soul. He said, my spirit will not strive always with man. And Nahum looked up and he saw the river gates shaking. Now keep in mind, now keep in mind, Nineveh was situated, uh, the city of Nineveh was situated along a river. Like the city of Dallas is next to the Trinity, amen. Uh, every major city back then, even now, is situated by a river. And in this case, Nineveh was right on the Tigris and Euphrates. They had seaports going up and down the river. They had fishing docks. And as the river got closer and closer to the city, there um their forts and their fortifications got thicker and broader. Their cataracts got larger. And the most important time of the year is the rainy season. The most important time of the year is the rainy season. The river flooded. And as it flooded, it filled the valley. And during the rainy season, people get to go out and fish and sell their fish for money. They used to go out, uh, as the rain went out, the moisture got into the ground, so they was able to, to plant. Uh, they was able to go out and farm. So rainy season was important for them. I have to be honest in this place. To get to your personal harvest, you will experience a rainy season. Mm -hmm. To get to your blessing, you have a rainy season. To get restored, you have a rainy season. To get rejuvenated, to get a word from God, to get out of your melancholy, you will have a rainy season. You will have a rainy season. You may have to cry or shed a tear, but weeping may endure for a night, but joy come in the morning. Yeah, but there is trouble down there at the river gate. As I said before, during their rainy season, it came floods. But this is how God was about to judge them. It wasn't just a regular flood. This was a supernatural flood. Came by the very hand of God. And that flood 
started coming into the city. Their bricks were not made of cement. It was made of mud. So their walls began to melt. And after your walls come in, here come Babylon. They see the walls of Nineveh and fell down. After the water floods you out, the army is going to flood them out. This is God's judgment on Nineveh. The river swelled into the streets, ran into the homes, ran down into the stores. The whole town was flooded out. Even the king's palace was not exempt. The wide gates busted open. Nahum looked and saw the river gates shaking and quaking, buckling and turning open. The thing that they loved the most, which was the river, became the thing they despised. Y'all not praying with me. The thing that they loved the most became the very thing they hated. Yeah. They worshiped the river. Now they're dying by the same river. They had river gods and fish gods, fertility gods. Now since you worship them, the God of the Lord, the Lord of hosts, going to show you what the real deal is. Now they can't stand that river. The thing that we love the most, the thing when we go after the most, we're the same thing. But the same thing that break us, uh -huh. the same thing that break our heart, uh -huh. the same thing that break our mind, we wanted it and God gave it to us. <laughs> now uh, you are flooded with it. Uh -huh. Now we can't handle it no more. We can't stand it. Uh, but God said, yes, you wanted it. And I'm going to have a lot more of it. Uh -huh. Pour it out uh, into your soul. Yeah. The people we love bring us pain. The body we love, we're broke from it. Uh, yeah. The prophet Nahum saw the water and saw the walls falling. Now he saw the river gates. The thing that they love has become their own pain. Mm. Have you ever experienced that? Mm -hmm. Have you ever been through that? Yeah. That is God's judgment on you. Why? Because you love that thing more than God. Mm -hmm. Jesus. The river gates, the river gates of our lives have been, Joshua, have been torn open. And the palace made of mud is about to dissolve, about to collapse. Oh, but I see a river gate in the body of Christ about to be torn open. And the river is called greed. Oh, y'all not praying. There's a lot of greedy folk in church. Mm -hmm. And this river greed is swelling all the time. Yeah. We have greedy folk in church all the time, manifesting in our lives every day. We got greedy folk. The rivers of greed. Greed for money. The lust for money and our status. In the church, swelling up and rising up in our lives. We see it, and it's melting down our spiritual palace. Try to pray it away like the kings. We try to run from it. We try to let that flooding go down, hoping the judgment will pass. The reason why we want God's judgment to pass because we want to continue with our greedy self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't want to change. We just want God to change just for a minute. Why to appease our greed? We say, my God will supply all my need. No, you want God to supply all your greed. Yeah. 
Y'all not pray with me. Uh, we're slaves to money. We're not slaves to our own greed. So understand, the very gates of greed have been torn open and our spiritual lives are collapsing. Yeah, like the river, like the water filled the streets. The church is full of covetousness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me explain. You wanting things that you don't need to have. You say they got a new car. I want a new car. They got a new husband or wife. I need a new husband or wife. They got a bigger house. I need a mansion. They got plus carpets. I need wood grain. We need it and we want it. We're greedy in church and we call ourselves Saved. Oh, uh, we want it now. We want our blessing now. We feel entitled. We have a spirit of entitlement that's permeating thick as fog in the church. I want it, to, and I think I should have it. I'm in church, have you noticed? There's always a sale. Always something to buy. Always something to gain in the church and not Christ. Pay for this. Pay tithe for that. Sow a seed. Pour into this. But it's like a, we so greedy. It's like a small goldfish trying to trick up the ocean. That ocean with that greed will destroy that small fish. Jesus said this. God's house, the Lord's house, should be a house of prayer and not a den of thieves. Like the river, the river gate is swung all the way open. We open up our mouths to abuse the things of God. And you hear what I'm saying to you? Like the river gate that swung wide open, we will open up our mouth to misquote the scripture just to appease our covetousness. Mm -hmm. We quote, we are as enjoyers. That is fake and it is a facade. You're masking your greediness behind holiness. That is a cloak and you're attempting to hide it and hide your greed. But like the river that's flooding, everybody see it. Everybody see greediness in your life. We try to hide but that river keeps on rolling. That river greed is flooding your life. Greed will have your soul chained face down in the dust of the earth because your mind is earthly and it's not heavenly. Whenever money is your God and you pour out your pockets, you put money in your pockets, but it pour out full of holes, run out like water. God's judgment is this. He will give you money, but you will not be able to spend it. Mm. That is God's judgment on the church right now. It's a lot of people that's rich and poor at the same time. Mm. Oh my goodness, y'all not praying with me. Oh, we, we have the money, but we can't save it. We have the money, but we can't spend it. That is God's judgment. Why? Because our money is our God. You can't serve two masters. I didn't serve God or mammon. Because of greed, the world has become your idol. Mm -hmm. Because of greed, the world, worldly things has become our idol. Idolizing the world. You hustle for money, but you lazy for heaven. Y'all not praying. You hear what I said to you? You hustle for money, but you lazy for heaven. Cry for status, but you wish for salvation. You push over time, but when it's time to pray, 
right here, you don't push for prayer over time. You say you're doing it for the family, you just being greedy. You say you're working hard, you just being greedy. We have an excuse, especially in the black church. I'm giving this all to my children because I didn't have it. No, no, you make your children greedy yeah. just like you. Y'all yeah. not praying. Yeah. Get all you can. You can all you can. Make the money. Don't let it make you. But we allowed ourselves to make that money. Now the money's making and breaking us uh -huh. all at the same time. And the river gates of greed swung open and greediness had flooded the body of Christ. Yeah, yeah greedy for, for money, covetousness. Uh-huh. But then we are also greedy for power. Mm -hmm. Okay, y'all about to go to sleep. Y'all greedy for, we are greedy for power. There's a lot of control freaks in the church. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all not praying with me. The river gets so greedy and it's uh, open because our control is wide open. Uh, so open, we want it our way. Uh, greedy for control. Uh, we want it done like this. Uh, it's, you need to sing like me. Uh, preach like me. Uh, pray like me. We are controlling. Uh, even we try to control the move of God. Yeah, we try yeah. to control uh, who is saved. Uh, we try to control uh, who is anointed. Uh, we try to... Uh, uh, we have these, um, matter of fact, I've seen this a lot. We, we're so greedy for control. These pastors have flunkies called armor bearers. Jesus. Okay, they're basically glorified butlers because they're just holding water and coffee. And then they say, I can't release them to get married. What is you saying? If this person loves somebody else, let them get married. Get out the way. For God, for I have a God put together. Let no man put asunder. Legalism in church. That's another form of control. Long dresses and long three-piece suits mean nothing for yourself. Yeah. And you want to live your life for the church. You're so afraid of what the so-called prophet says. You don't even read your own Bible. I'm afraid what the bishop read. So what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him, not bishop, not apostle, not even church clerk, who believed in him will not perish. Because these doctors and bishops and so-called prelates, superintendents, have no heaven or hell to put you in. Uh -huh. yeah. We're so controlling. We say, if they're not talking like me, you ain't saved. Uh -huh. No, if you believe with your heart, with your heart yeah. and confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you are saved. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to run around the aisle seven or nine times. All you got to do is believe. Yeah. Not just in the church. I'm going to make it real now. We grieve for power in the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right, ladies. We grieve for power in the house. Control freaks in the house. You must control everything. You must control everybody. You must control every mind, every will, and every way. Every television remote. You get so controlling, you want to control God. Let God control the people. Let them do what they say they do. And if they don't, the Lord have mercy on them. But the river gates of greed and power.
power is torn open. We know how God does and we know how he moves, but we need to trust him in that movement. Now, excuse me, y'all pray for me, all right? It moves from wanting to be in control. See, sinfulness, once you look at it, is exceedingly sinful. It moves from you being in control to self-righteousness. Everybody's wrong but you. Everybody should do it this way because you said so. You done it like that my way or no way. We get so caught up in self, we manipulate the situation so they fail. And we say, I told you so. We are manipulative. And the river case of green power is open up and our spiritual soul is collapsing. So controlling like the banks of Nineveh. The water's pouring over those streets. Pouring into the palace. You wanted to control everything. Now you have lost control of your own self. Mm. That is God's judgment. We're so controlling, you lose control of yourself. Yeah, self-control, we don't have it. We lose our minds, lose our sanity. We get angry with our cause. We have anxiety, full of unnecessary anger. It's called wrath, and you have no control of your own tongue. You cussing and fussing, we get so controlling, we lose control of our own mouth. Hurting people's feelings and cutting them down. God's judgment is okay, you want control. You will lose control of your own self. Yeah, as soon as you say something, uh, you can smell the erode and decay. And your spiritual uh, house is collapsing. And people are making a mockery of the body of Christ. We're in the church, greedy for money. Greedy for power, but worst of all, uh, the river gates are wide open. Why? Because we are gluttonous. Okay. We love food. Oh, all right, all right, all right. We love food. As a matter of fact, we're thinking about food right now. Uh -huh. That river is sweating all the time. So much that it is not a spiritual thing. It is not a physical thing. There's a lot of swollen folk in the church. It manifests in our lives. Saints don't do anything unless food is involved. We eat a heavy breakfast and a big buffet lunch. Go back to the new service and eat again. Saints don't fast. We eat really fast. We want food fast and we want fast food. We are gluttonous and all these poor people all around. That gluttonous plays off as selfishness. Yeah. The river gates of greed and gluttony is swelling in our lives every day. God has given us what we want. Since you want that river, since you want a lot of food, I'm going to give it to you and your taste buds will be so numb. You can't taste it, so you'll eat and eat. You'll never be full or satisfied and you're dying on the inside. Yes, saints are now sick. Obesity is in the church. Saints are overweight. Saints are dying. Pastors are dying in the pulpit. We want the, we want God to spiritually put our flesh under subjection, but we don't want to put the work in to put our flesh under subjection. We want God to give us the power to move enemies, but we don't want God to give us.
feet. We want everything instead of the right thing. By grace, I'm saved. But that same grace has limits. After a while, you can eat gravy. You get sick because you eat too much. Eat too early, too soon, and or too often. And we get high blood pressure. That is judgment in the house of God. High blood pressure, knee pain, and back pain. Diabetes, arthritis, headache, and heartache. We love food, and food has become our God. And so since food is your God, God lets you have what you want. Bloody, matter of fact, gluttony affects the mind. It affects how you think. It affects the way of thinking. Matter of fact, it affects your emotions. All these hormones pumped up in these animals. We are beasts like these animals. We start eating like the pigs and we become those pigs. We wanted it now and now we have it. Our bodies are swelling. Our hearts are swelling. Veins contracting. Hands and our spiritual and our physical palace is collapsing. Our body is a temple, but we don't want to fill it with holy things. We fill it up with fleshly things. Selfishness, our do me. I'm worried about me. I'm feeding myself. You're feeding the flesh. You're loving the flesh. Ignoring the signs. You see the river flowing. Ignoring the symptoms. Heart palpitations and numbness. Glutton for things. As a matter of fact, we're glutton for stuff. We want the new stuff. We got the money and we lust for it. We don't have money. We still want to buy it. We want everything and everything. We go to the store. No, we don't have cash. We still pay for it. We're gluttonous for things. We love our food more than God. And we die on the inside. And the river gates are open with greed and gluttony. To help me, teacher, our palace is dissolving. Our palace is collapsing. What do you mean by that? The palace of prayer is collapsing. The palace of perseverance is collapsing. The palace of holiness is collapsing. The palace of studying your word is collapsing. The palace of, uh, of uh, just studying in prayer and all these things. Right now, I see those river gates wide open and our life is swelling with greed. And God will soon dissolve our bodies. It will soon dissolve our soul. I have to say this. If you continue on with greed, the earth will be open to you. But heaven, those doors will be shut to you. When the river gate is open, it's like a captain that wants the money. He'll lower his boat down with as many passengers. That boat will sink because of too many passengers. My God, because of greed, your soul will sink. When that river gate is torn open, it's like a honeybee full of honey and it loves the honey. Find a barrel of honey, but it drowns in its own honey. Y'all not praying. It's full of greed, like that bug that goes by the light. Loves the light on the porch, but that same light will burn them up. The burning gates of hell will burn us down because of greed. The river gates are open and it opens us up to other things. If you're greedy, you'll lie. If you lie, you'll cheat. If you cheat, you'll steal. Ahab killed a man because he wanted his vineyard. Can't kill Abel because he 
one to control. Mother gets daughter, father gets son, and the river gates of judgment are open. The river gates have been torn open. The palace is about to collapse, but on, on one hand, I see the river gates of judgment. On the other hand, I see the river gates of salvation. Did you hear what I said? On one hand, you see the river gates of judgment. On the other hand, I see uh, the river gates of salvation. By faith, uh, you can say, uh, the Lord is my portion. Uh, by faith, uh, you can say, uh, Jehovah Jireh, my God will supply all my needs. Uh, by faith, uh, you can say, the Lord is uh, my shepherd, uh, and I shall not want uh, the old gates, uh, the old river of greed, uh, dissolve your spiritual life. Uh, but this new river, uh, the river of salvation, it dissolves those old things. It dissolves bad habits. Strongholds are gone. Sin is gone. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All them are gone. He said, behold, make new things. And watch it spring forth. And old things are passed away. It dissolves your greed, if you believe. Dissolve you wanted money. It is over. You wanted food. Lack of control. Loss of control. Is there somebody here that will put trust in Jesus? Is I'm going down the river of salvation. God will change your greed. And you once was greedy. And now you can testify and say, I'm giving. I once was bitter. Now I can forgive. I once was gluttonous. Now I share. Set your affections on things above. Be in the world and not of the world. Yeah. If you're going to be greedy with faith and trust in God, you can be greedy for the Lord. Yeah. Greedy for Christ. Greedy for justice. Greedy for peace. Greedy for joy. Greedy for holiness. And I see somebody else. His name is Jesus. He's both the river and the gate. I am the fountain of living water. Fresh spring and fresh water. There is a fountain filled with blood flowing from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath the flood and lose all the guilty state. And they're saved. To sin no more. Jesus, I am the river, the water of life, and on the gate. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the door. Is there somebody here that's created for God? I once was lost, but now I'm found. I had problems, now I can trust in them. I had situations, but I'm greedy for the Lord. I had circumstances, but I'm greedy for them. I have storms in life, but I'm greedy for him. Are you willing to be greedy for God? Mm -hmm. What well, the artist being said, my question is, 